I hope that uh, you're going to. I was. Uh, I'm going to have a, a boating tip right after I say good morning to Don and Andy and Lindsay. How are we all doing this morning? Good morning. Good morning. Very well, thank good you. Morning. Well, Andy, that Andy probably played that in his DJ days. Yes. R-O-C-K in the R-O-C-K USA. R-O-C-K in the USA. <laughs> Classic. Taught me how to spell rock. Right and uh, right. <laughs> Rhythmic right, and useful. <laughs> right, right. It's always good to know how to spell. Um, I never knew that when I was on the, I would have a career in radio that I would do so much spelling on the air. You know, people always say, well, how can you spell that? And I'm like, yeah. oh, Lord. That takes me back to, uh, I think, the third grade in Immaculate Conception in Highland Park. We would line up the boys on one side and the girls on the other, and then they would give words and we would have to spell them. And then we'd go down the line. Mm. Oh, man. It was the worst. Pressure. On the, yeah, on the spot. Yeah. And then we had um, one teacher, I can picture him, but I can't remember his name. Like when you got in trouble, this only happened to the guys. You had to go in the corner by the wall and you had to sit against the wall. No chair. Mm. Oh, man. Brutal. Right? To this day, I think that's why my legs are like my best feature. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good workout for sure. <laughs> Do you know? Do you know what my favorite tip is, or not tip, but fun fact, like spelling fun fact? You can use this. Sure, Makes you sound smart. I'll take it. What is the only word in the U.S. dictionary that has all five vowels in a row, like in the word used in the word in a row? What's the only word in the English language that has all five vowels in it in a row? Wow, this hmm. is this is Correct. a good question. So it's wow. A E I O U in that order. Yes, not in the, I mean, in the order, in the word, not Sometimes necessarily. Sometimes why? Okay. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Uh, Automatopoeia? No, there's no U. Oh, look down, just no. rip that away. No. Mm-hmm. I don't know, okay. what is it? That's good. Yeah. The word is facetious. Oh. F-A-C-E-T-I-O-U-S. What a good speller nice. you are. Nice. Fun Very fact. Good. Fun That's great. fact. That nice. is a fun fact. You can use that. Boy, <laughs> At I the mean, barbecue this weekend. Drop that Right. I mean, people. that could have been a great thing like when I was dating. Hey, want to know what hey, word? Baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you look line. cute. I got a right? spelling fun fact for you. Yeah, That's right. That should be like, I'm out of here. That guy's a nerd. <laughs> But he can spell. <laughs> but he can spell. He's very smart. Uh, anyway, uh, happy 4th of July weekend. Looks like it's going to be a beautiful one today. Um, I have lots of questions, Lindsay, later about our Noodaloo 2. Oh, good. Well, there's something about it that I don't understand. And I looked at it, and I played around with it. But I don't get it, and I and I can't seem to find this information. So I'm going to have – I'm going to go – we're going to do a deep dive. Like, you know when they – Talking about music, you know, the deep cuts, we're going to go into that a little bit later on. All it right. has to do with controlling bugs. If you're going to be outside, this could be a good noodle too. Our phone number is 857-557-4LOO, 857-557-4568. How can I help you this morning? We um, are going to be here until 10 o'clock. Anything you have, projects going on in and around your home, maybe you're needing to seal the driveway, you want some tips on washing windows, I have a really good method for that. Um, and, um, you know, maybe there's a, a, it's a great time on a day like today, even before the parties and people show up, if that's what you're doing, to do a little walk around your house and make sure that everything is is pretty good. I was working on some projects uh, yesterday, actually, and uh, one of the things that I noticed that I think is really smart 
to do at least when the night weather's nice is to walk around and look at the caulking where it meets the siding or the brick and your windows and doors. I found a couple of breaches, you know, where stuff just shrinks because it's been getting, you know, that kind of weird weather right where it's been so hot. And uh, this is something you can just touch up. And if you, you can do it even with just the basic uh, acrylic, uh, siliconized acrylic caulking in the color that matches what you have. Or if you can't find the color, just use clear because it will blend in when you put it in. It'll, it'll fill the gap and it actually sort of reflects the color that's there, which does a nice job. And so depending on how much you have to do, you could either buy a full caulk tube or a small squeeze tube of the material and just go into those areas where you see the gaps and then take your finger and tool it smoothly. That kind of stuff is, you know, you hear me talk all the time about if you let it go, it can lead to a much bigger problem. Water infiltration, you know, staining of the drywall, mildew mold, all that stuff from a tiny little crack that's an eighth of an inch or so. And uh, it's a perfect thing to do on a nice day because you're not like in a hurry. Oh my gosh, where's the crack? Now you can take your time and look around top, bottom, sides, everything and work your way around to um, kind of button all that up. Really good idea to do that as the weather is nice. And it's a quick project. You know, you may have to get up on a ladder, depending on, you know, if it's t- taller, taller windows. Just be careful, of course, and uh, and go that way. I, I mentioned boating because I'm a boater. And if, if you are boating, this is a fun weekend. Everybody wants to get out there and uh, have fun. As a, a rule of thumb, and I know a lot of you remember this, no drinking and boating. Um, it's just not a good idea. And make sure you've got enough uh, life uh, preservers and vests on the boat for however many people you have on there. There's a lot of yahoos when they're out there boating this time of year, and you not you need to be really careful and alert. And so just like driving, no texting and driving, no boozing and driving, no boozing and boating uh, for sure this weekend. Once you're done, you want to sit down and have a cocktail, that'd be great. But uh, don't do that when you're boating for sure on this weekend. 857-557-4LOO. 857-557-4568. Pick up the phone, give us a call. Happy to talk with you this morning. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back right after this. Weren't you seven when you started working with me? That's no. my youngest. Right. That's yeah. crazy. I mean, crazy. But we had a great day. Nice. Great day. Happy she's, birthday, Sid. Happy birthday, Sydney. That's nice to see. That's Honestly. She's at that age where we counted down till the birthday like three months ago. Like I, I have friends in their mom, 60s that do days that. 43 days left. Yeah, I have friends uh, in my 60s. You do that, Luke. Yeah, Come no, on. I do not. I'm not a big... Uh, I, you know, you get to a certain <laughs> point where you're like, you don't want to count birthdays anymore. Right? Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it funny, though? Like, Dave, my husband, really loves his birthday. Like, really? It is... Yeah, yeah, he's like a kid. No, it's my I, birthday tomorrow. No, I'm happy to I celebrate other people's birthdays. I'm happy to look at the birthday cake. I'm not a big, uh, you know, I'm not a big sweets guy, so I'm just. Uh, You're you sweet know. enough. Exactly. I don't need any more. 857 557 4 I want to tell you about this uh, program that I'm emceeing coming up with Humble Chicago. Um, to celebrate the mission of Humble Design, it is a big event that's taking place. Again, I don't have the uh, the date on this uh, rundown that you gave me. I'm sorry. Um, 
It's coming up in September. You can go to Who's Humble. Your huh? What's that? Who's your producer? I don't know. Who is hum- your producer? <laughs> Humble Design. I don't know, but her daughter had a birthday. HumbleDesign.org is the website. And if you go to events, you can get the uh, date on there. But we'll update that. But they're going to have a funk band, uh, Bumpus. What's the date? September 15th. September 15th. Um, and uh, they're going to be cocktails and food and live entertainment. Um it generates vital funding to help Chicago families, individuals, and veterans emerge out of homelessness. Humble Design knows that a house is not a home without a warm bed and a place to gather the family. Their home makeovers uh, change the entire feeling of uh, generating an immediate focus on empowerment and self-sustainability and long-term stability which if you wanted to participate, you wanted to join us, you wanted to make a donation, I think that uh, for all of us that are fortunate enough to have a nice warm bed, then uh, something like this would be great to share your time, talent, or treasure uh, with the folks at Humble Design. Very excited to um, to help them. I have been kind of working on this idea that I, I have to get in my head, but um, I keep thinking that you know, with homelessness, there's got to be some kind of solution to when I drive around in particular in the city and you know, there's still a lot of people living in tents on the side of the road and I need to, I need to spend more time learning about this, but I wonder if there's a way that we can build some kind of community of tiny houses. Even uh, I follow a bunch of people on Instagram with these companies that make these homes out of shipping containers. You know, we've heard a lot about shipping containers and, you know, all the supply chain issues. There's thousands of millions of these shipping containers out there. And I know that when I travel out to, um, well, heck, if you travel down 55, you go by a couple of yards that have these stacks up, you know, as high as the eye can see. But in particular, when I'm in New York, uh, along the, uh, I, I can't even think which stretch of road it is, but it's near the, you know, it's near the water. And there are thousands and thousands of these shipping containers just stacked as high as the eye can see. Couldn't, isn't there a way if we manufactured those into housing and then took some of the vacant land that the city has as a test. This is the key, a test. But actually build these communities. They would look nice. I don't, don't don't imagine if you go onto Instagram or Facebook and you look at some of these people that have made these shipping container homes, you don't even know they're shipping containers. They're beautiful. And uh, there's got to be a, a blend to be able to do something like that and try and transition these folks that are... Like what Humble Design does is they work with people that have been possibly in a situation where they're out of homelessness, maybe they were in a shelter, you know, and they've taken that step to kind of get out of that. But what do we do for the people living in the tents? And it's it's not good for them, for sure. It's not good for us as a society, for sure. And it's not good for the overall well-being of large cities. And And I think that if we could try something like this, if enough people would kind of join in, if the city would help a little bit, and we could create some jobs to build these things, it could be an interesting solution to help. I haven't vetted it all out. I'm still in the thinking process. But, you know, one of these 20-foot containers, you know, they're 20 feet long. Well, they, they make 40-footers, but I'm envisioning a 20-footer by 8 by 8. 
and, uh, you know, maybe it houses a person or two people with plumbing and a little place for kitchen and, you know, some kind of setup. It, it could be all very modular and it could be a solution that you could try in Chicago. You could replicate in Milwaukee. You could put it in other cities where they, they, they suffer from the same thing. It would take an investment of taxpayer dollars for sure. But we're spending all this taxpayer dollars on this stuff already that we don't even know about from the services of, of, of trying to protect these people. And then ultimately, if we get people to come back to the city, um, you know, and, and spend money and all that kind of stuff, you know, cities could use something like this, not just cleaning it up by saying, everybody get out and go figure out what you're going to do, but let's come up with a solution for those folks. And uh, I need to keep noodling this idea. Don't be surprised if, I don't figure out a way to find some old warehouse and uh, me and Mike Jakubowski are building a test house and see what we could come up with. That'd be kind of fun. And it would be, it'd be a great use of the talent to try and figure out how to do that and make something that's pretty cool. 857-557-4LU, 857-557-4568. Dave and Samanak, hang on a second. Don't go anywhere. How may I help you? Hey, Lou, thanks for helping me. Um, HVAC service tech was out the other day for the summer um, AC check. Yep. And he told me that it might be a good idea to put an extra capacitor on the condenser outside to help it with startup because it pulls amps, and he said it would store more energy and help it get up to speed quicker. An extra capacitor or just replace the capacitor that you have? Well, I thought he was saying to put an extra one on there, um, if I understood him correctly, mm. like a dual capacitor setup. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think Let me look you got the you have the paper the you have the paperwork. <clears throat> How old is your system? Yeah, How? Uh, it's not that old. I can run down in the basement and look. No, no, no. But I mean, compressor compressor saver. Yeah. Oh, it's just or uh, something. Yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Okay, so it's like a little. Um, was he saying that your capacitor was not okay? So just so everybody understands, in an AC unit, because it uses this is the thing that uses uh, all the energy. A capacitor stores the energy mm-hmm. that actually jump starts the um, the compressor to run. You know, it's almost like yep. uh, it's like the paddles when somebody's having a heart attack. Clear, you know, and it. And it, it jump starts it and goes. And then once it's running, that, that startup, just the same is true of a refrigerator. It needs more electricity to start, but once it's running, it goes lower. Capa- yes. Capacitors do go bad, but that's typically, you find that after about 10 years or so. It isn't that they can't, it's a mechanical thing, they can go bad sooner. But if he said the cap- capacitor's fine now... I don't think there's any reason yeah. to have an add-on if the unit's not working, you know, if it's working properly. Okay, no, the, the unit's in really good shape, and um, it's not old at all. I'm not sure. I don't remember, but it's not old, and it's in really good shape. Yeah, it sounds to me like it was just a little, uh, hey, I got this thing, buddy. How much were they going to charge you for the add-on? $190. Yeah, save your 190 bucks. If the capacitor okay, you man, If the capacitor you have goes bad and they have to replace mm-hmm. it, you know, it's like three hundred bucks, but the capacitor designed to do that job, and I don't necessarily think that it's worth your investment to to spend that extra money. 
Well, that's why I wanted to call you, because if the system was designed to work that way, Correct. I think I'd rather just leave it and start monkeying with it. And I'm not an HVAC guy. I kind of understand, but I don't, you know, I'm not a pro, so I wanted keep, to ask you. Keep the, keep the filters that go in your unit clean, you know, like replace them regularly. Make sure that the condensing unit that they just cleaned up for you in a month, go check that out. Make sure it's not full of cotton wood or debris that flows through the air, all that stuff. That's your job, and the rest it'll do as designed. Well, we already do all that, and I appreciate the um, the advice and the help. You got it, bud. Thanks for calling. I really do appreciate it. 857 Lou. 857-557-4568. So, you know, I, I spent a lot of time up in Wisconsin this time of year, and, you know, Summerfest is going on right now. And um, I guess it's on for like four weekends or something this year. They've changed how they run it. it. used to be that it was just a couple of weekends. Now I think it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday or something like that. Yeah, it was Every... basically 10 days at the end of June into July through the right. Independence Day. Now, right. now they've stretched it out over like four weekends, yeah. Which is smart, right? Yeah, but I, th- I, I, I was so. I was watching the local TV uh, coverage, you know, where they send out the... Um, you know, the weather person is on the Summerfest grounds, and mm-hmm. they've got some, you know, truck with a giant TV. Oh, I know the weather, this and that. And as the person is uh, delivering their weather report from the Summerfest grounds, in the background, I can see, like, a food truck or, or not a, you know, a stand, right, that sells whatever they would be selling at a, at a Summerfest. Oh, yeah. And the sign says, get this, first time I've ever seen this in my life, chili stuffed pretzels. Whoa. Just going to let that lay there. Hmm. It sounds messy. Whoa. It does, but tasty. But it sounds delicious. I'd eat it with a fork. I don't, what? I'd eat it with a fork. Oh, fork totally. I'm yeah. thinking that it's not... I can't imagine that it's... Like, I want to go just because I want I want to see it. It's not stuffed, right? It's got to be like the pretzel with the chili over the top of it. Don't you think? I don't know. They love stuffing things in Wisconsin. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> like... They're, they had deep frying things and yeah. stuffing food yeah. into other food. Yeah. It's a, I mean, they really, and I love that too, but I could totally chili see chili in a pretzel. Pretzels. I mean, that's new. I mean, do you think there's just a bunch of people sitting around? Yeah, hey there, what do you think we should do this year? I don't know. I love pretzels. I love chili. It's like oh, the, yeah. it's like oh, who, sure. who, who dipped the chocolate in my peanut butter? It's like how Reese's was <laughs> right. born. Exactly. Right? It it's the research that's done in Wisconsin. Yeah, hater, I think that if you take the chili and you put it inside the pretzel, people would buy it. <laughs> I think you're right. Oh, I yeah. Mean, that and a beer? I mean, what else is there? <laughs> that's it, man. Right? Spotted. Spotted in a chili pretzel. Some of the finest cuisine people comes out of the fine state of Wisconsin. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, Agreed. sir. Agreed. All right. Well, chili stuffed pretzels on your list of things that you probably shouldn't eat, but I don't <laughs> think that's in. I don't think that's a Seattle Sutton that I'm going to see anytime soon. <laughs> but it's right. a holiday. <laughs> it is a holiday weekend. It is the holiday weekend. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. Cindy in Franklin Park. Hi, Cindy. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hi, hi. Uh, I don't have much trouble with uh, fixing things around the house except weeds. I'm up to my neck in weeds. Uh-oh. Anyway, what I wanted to tell you was you're talking about good food and snacks and stuff. Uh, Eggo waffles. 
they only sell them with syrup and butter. But if you make a sandwich out of them, peanut butter and jelly, peanut butter on one waffle, jelly on the other, and fruit like blueberries or sliced strawberries or fruit cocktail, try that. It is delicious and good for you. Oh, my gosh. Wait, Lindsay, don't you have a, a, a relative from uh, uh, that loves the Eggo waffles? Right? Yeah. I didn't want to uh, tell the story. Tell, go on to tell the story, but yes, Eggos have been a huge part of my life the last week. <laughs> Did you make a peanut butter and jelly with strawberries on it? They only like strawberry on it. Oh, really? Yep, that's the thing. Peanut I mean, butter, wait a minute, the a whole peanut family. butter and jelly, so you toast the Eggo waffle. But we, we, hey, I hope the people at Summerfest are listening, because this could be a whole food truck right there. I'm mm-hmm. writing it down right now myself. <laughs> I love that, Cindy. That's really good. Blueberries are especially good. Mmm, delicious. I think I know what I'm going to have for a snack. Try it tomorrow. I will. Thank you for calling. You're so kind. I love little food tips that we get here, right? 857-557-4LU. 857-557-4568. This is Mary Ellen in Oak Brook. Hi, Mary Ellen. Hi, Lou. Good morning. Morning. Well, I have a question. In the um, winter, I did some remodeling in my home. We took out a uh, ceramic floor and put down a wood floor that matches my old wood floor. So I wanted to look all the same. Now the new wood floor is starting to buckle up. I don't know why. A little bit on the old wood, but not like what's on the new. And I don't know if I can stop this, if it's possible to reverse it, or how do I fix it? The areas where the new floor is buckling, where Correct. where in the, is it near? It's not near an appliance or anything, is it? No, it's in the hall, the entrance, and then in the kitchen. Okay. Now I'm going to try and jar your memory here a little bit. Did you? Okay. When they put the flooring in, they put uh-huh. they put a vapor barrier down underneath the floor. Well, I don't. I never heard the word vapor ver- barrier, but they did put like a, a. I thought it was like a subfloor. Something went down before the wood floor did. You didn't see um, <clears throat> like rolls of paper, like a red rosin paper, when they were halfway done. When you would look at it, no, definitely not. Okay, and what is the what's under that floor? Is there a basement? There's a basement, yes. Okay, and is it uh, is it humid down there? No, I do have a humidif- uh, dehumidifier going right now, it but run- it is doesn't feel humid. Okay, uh, let's let's check a couple things. Okay, for, so here's a couple things. One is the fact that they put the flooring down. You said this past winter, correct? Yes, that's okay. right. So it was very dry when they brought the wood in. I'm assuming when they brought the wood in, they probably left it in the house for a couple days before they installed it? Uh, About a week. Perfect. Okay. But it was dry then, right? There's no humidity whatsoever. The little bit of lift. Now, what you're seeing is like a little cupping on the floor, correct? So, Or is it lifting up? Yes. Like when you stand on it, they go up and down? Yes, and when you rub your foot across the floor, you can feel where it goes up and down. Mm-hmm. So it's like the edge of each board is lifting. Right, 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 right. 
Okay. So it's um, ripply looking. Right, right, right. So that can be due to humidity, and it's not unnatural for a newer floor to do that. However, if okay. if it literally, if you're telling me that it's lifting, like in other words, I understand the curling part. That's why I was saying like each individual board almost is cupping a little bit. Like a little cup. Yes, that's right. But it's not, but right. is it? But mm-hmm. it's not that the actual flooring itself, like two or three boards, there's not a a hump that when you stand on it, then it goes back down. Or is that happening? No. Okay. No. No. All right. So here's what I would do. Um, I would alert the flooring company of this if you haven't already. Okay. okay? And, okay. and have them uh-huh. come by and take a look. And what they're probably going to say to you is, and, and Mary Ellen, are you someone that uses your air conditioner regularly or not? My air conditioner? Yeah, your, your that's central. That's on. And is it on? Yes, that's on. You leave that on pretty much most of the summer? Yes, I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's a good thing because you're controlling the humidity in the home. But I would take, okay. a, I would take a box fan in the hallway and put it on the floor okay. and turn it on low mm-hmm. and leave it there till okay. the end of August, <laughs> literally, okay. to try and calm the floor down. But let the flooring company know. I want to make sure that they didn't okay. put the flooring too tight, tightly against each wall. They should have left a gap because the flooring does expand and contract. But when we get high humidity levels, wood, mm-hmm. wood floors are natural, and when they're newer, that lift that you see is common and after a year or so it should calm down however i want the flooring company to know about this that if a year from now it's not looking good then they may have to come and replace that wood oh boy right but okay i think you're going to be okay if you follow okay. the direction that i give you okay Okay, well, I will follow it, Lou. I listen to you every Saturday morning. Oh, you're so nice. I appreciate it. Oh, I wouldn't miss it. Have a great... And this is the first time I've ever needed to call. Oh, good. Well, I hope you'll call again. So, well, thank you, Lou. Be well. I appreciate it. And thank it. you for uh, the advice. I really appreciate it. All right, good it. luck. And keep me posted on what happens. I'm sure uh, you'll be okay. Uh, you know, this is a common for a lot of people with... Hardwood floors, especially if it's newer wood. You know, part of the issue now with hardwood is, you know, for those of us that live in older homes, I mean, the the home that my wife and I live in is a 1929 brick colonial. The flooring, this is why I love wood flooring. The wood flooring is original, and it looks fabulous. I've had it resanded a couple times over the 22 years that we've lived there, and but it's well-seasoned, and because of its age, it was old-growth lumber. Now, the trees that we use to manufacture almost all wood is all part of a farm, just like soybeans or corn. And on average, those trees are only 30 years old. And so that wood has, it's not as dense now as it was 50, 60, 75 years ago. And so you get more movement out of it. And so one of the things that a lot of these contractors have to start doing is setting everybody's expectations about that. Because with wood flooring, you will get that movement. You will get that cupping for a couple of years until it settles down. And it will settle down, but you just have to take the uh, right steps and putting a fan on it. If you've noticed that, this can be happening to other people listening. A box fan just running across the floor makes a world of difference to keep that floor looking good. And then 
come wintertime when the humidity has gone, it settles back down again. But you just don't want to leave it there because it can all of a sudden forget that it needs to go back down. And then you're, you know, up the creek without a paddle. Thanks so much for the phone call. 857-557-4LOU. Happy 4th of July weekend. You're listening to House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini, on 720 WGN. We'll be right back. Some grandfather or grandmother is with their grandchild going, I know that song. Actually, they probably don't. Do they? Do your girls listen to that, Miley Cyrus? Oh, oh yeah. Really? Party in the USA? Big one. Welcome back, everybody. Happy 4th of July weekend. Thanks so much for uh, being with us on Saturday morning. So enjoy having you with us this morning. And um, <clears throat> I was doing a little research, a little bit more research on our Noodaloo 2. So uh, that's coming up uh, this morning at 7.30. If you've been plagued with flies, which is crazy. This biting flies. Biting flies. This could be oh. a solution. And uh, we're, I, 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 I did a little more research on it that I think you'll find interesting. Uh, but let's get back to the phone calls. 857-557-4LOU. All right. La, let me... Da, 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 da. Let's talk with Cindy, who is in Naperville. Hi, Cindy. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning. How are you? I'm well. What's going on? Um. I have a question, and then I thought of another real quick one. Um, so the gunky, icky stuff that you get on um, baking sheets and, and the bottoms of pans, is that something that Superzilla can clean? Mm, maybe, but you know what I have found that works better is Barkeeper's Friend and a Copper Chore Boy and Muscle. Mm. I know. I know you want the easy solution, but... Uh, well, the easy solution is just to buy new pans. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's super easy, and you're spurring the economy. Um, but, uh, sure. yeah, I mean, you know what? You could try that. I mean, it it is designed to cut that grease. If you're going to do it, if you're going to try it, uh, place mm-hmm. place some newspaper or something like that, or a, a you know drop cloth or something on it. Spray it. Let it sit there for a good ten minutes or so, and then I would still use some kind of scouring scrubber. Um, you know, even a like a the chore boy works, or even steel wool, like rough steel wool, since they're um, you know uh, cookie sheets. You know, if they scratch it, it's not the yeah. end of the world. But that, in theory, should dissolve it if not. But I I have the same issue uh, with the cookie sheets. My wife is a amazing baker, although she when she makes her scones, she uses those silicone, um, you know, uh, forms, yeah. you know, those types of things, which even those get gunky. Yeah. Those get gunky over time. Yeah. And you got to, you know, those yep. are such, they're great for the baker, not great for the one that cleans them, which typically is me. Yeah. But, um well, the- I don't have a U around my house, so... Oh, well, true. That's true. It's up to me. Right. But, okay, yeah, I I do have the silicone as well, but I just, you know, it seem- they're in good shape except for that icky bit, so... Look, here's, um, the, here's the thing, right? I'll- you said the easy thing is to buy new pans, but go buy a yeah. thing of Superzilla and try it. And, and, I'm, okay. and, and actually, today, I'm going to try it, too, and then... You call me back next week, and we'll have a conversation, and we'll see how you did, and we'll see how I did. Okay, cool. Can I ask one other real quick question? Of course. Okay. Um, In about a month's time, I am going to get a puppy, 
I'm very excited. Congratulations. I know. I'm so excited. I've waited 60 years to get a dog, and I'm finally getting one. Good for you. Um, Yeah. So I've seen those inserts, those panels that you can put in, um, like a sliding balcony or patio door. Do you know anything about those, if those, like, are are good or if they're just kind of like, wah, wah? You mean so that you can leave the patio door open and the dog not go out on... Go ahead. Yeah, it's it looks like it's a it's a separate panel with a dog. I didn't explain it well. It's a separate panel with a little doggy door. So it fits up to where the sliding glass door would oh, yeah, normally yeah, yeah. hit yeah. the edge, but it then kind of links to that panel. So you'd have to leave the screen door slide open. But um, and then, I've, and then, I've seen so them, but I'm just... Okay, but when you do this, you put that panel in, then you cannot go out of the door, correct? Or is it a separate door, too? Well, that's a very good question. Um, I, think if, if I don't know, I guess. I have to do more research. Right, I think what you're speaking of, I've seen it, but it's not a door. So basically, it's a giant, mm-hmm. it's a giant rectangle that you close your patio mm-hmm. door onto, and there's a doggy door. But now right. if you want to go out, you have to open the door and, like, position yourself out. And is your patio, are, do you live in a home or a condo? I mean, is it fenced-in yard? I'm. Yes. It, no, it goes out to a balcony um, where I have all of my flowers and stuff, and um, it's, uh, it's a, it's a townhome. Okay, so here's my only thing with the balcony, second-floor balcony. You're going to need to put some... Mm-hmm. Uh, netting or chicken wire up for that puppy while it's little because because yeah. that puppy will squeeze through those rails yes so yes. in well in, in, i and in, i may wait till next year for the puppy. but i just thought, I thought for, i'd ask if you knew anything about those. right so but if you're going to get a puppy puppy even next year you're going to have to do something yeah. temporarily until the puppy gets bigger that they don't go sure because f- they'll squeeze through there yeah, yeah. We don't want any double gainers going None of over that. the fence. No, no, no. Yeah. We don't want that no. at all. No, no. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Enjoy your holiday weekend. Remember, and you're, you're, um, you're call- I'll give it a shot. You're calling me next week to let me know what happened with your uh, pans, and I'm going to do the same thing. I'm going to try to get the Superzilla. It's at the kitchen sink. I'm going to give it a shot. Maybe I'll do it during a break. No, I'm going to do it later. I don't know. Anyway. 718 in the morning. Lou Manfredini here with you. House Smarts Radio. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. Let's go back to the phone lines. Uh, this is Lisa in Valparaiso. Hi, Lisa. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning. Um, I have a cement driveway that, you know, when they pour it, it's like in t- about 12 sections. Okay. And those sections have cracked and weeds and ants and stuff come up in in those cracks is it okay to somehow fill that or is there a reason like for expanding and contracting that those um are there did it crack where they designed the cracks yes okay that's good and then when i look at the driveway is it relatively flat it didn't sink or anything like that it just cracked it just cracked i think Okay. All right. So this is what I would do. And um, the 
I would, you know, take out the weeds if you can. Then I would spray it with a total kill weed killer. Okay. Something like, you know, the Roundup product is really good, but there's a lot of uh, concern with the chemical makeup of the Roundup. So you can yeah. you can decide you can decide whether or not you want to use that or not. There's another product by Bonide called Burnout that is a more um, uh, I don't want to say eco friendly, but it's uh, it's not as harsh, but it still does a nice job. There's also okay. a there's also a twenty percent vinegar weed killer out there that is all vinegar uh, with another a couple other things to help that absorb in there. To, so my point is, kill all the weeds. Okay. Okay. Then I want you to go buy a caulking, and I want you to caulk in gray all of those gaps. I don't want you to fill them, but I want you to caulk side to side. And this is the caulking I want you to use. Do you have a pen or a pencil? Yes. All right. You're going to do the weed killer. Then you're going to clean it with a broom or a blower and make sure that there's no dust or debris. And you're going to use NPC, Nancy Paul Cat, Solar Seal. And you're going to cut the tip, and you're going to caulk that gap. Don't bring it up to the surface. Just fill it so it's, you know, it goes side to side, and, you know, there's a good quarter of an inch of material covering that crack. And it is a terra-polymer, really strong caulking that's going to expand and contract and grab the sides of the concrete and probably 100% eliminate the weeds coming up and the ants, but at the very least, it will highly limit anything coming up after that that would be great <laughs> yeah and it'll work all right all right thank you so much have a nice weekend lisa i appreciate you calling thank you you too 857-557-4lu 857-557-4568 this is rita in harwood heights hi rita happy fourth of july weekend how may i help you hi i was one of i'm 82 years old. I don't have a smartphone. I can't look things up like other people do. But during we, those storms that we had, almost like a tornado that came through this northwest area mm. a couple weeks ago, mm. well, I lost the top of my chimney. You know, that disc that sits there on top of the chimney, and it blew off. It's in my garden. And uh, I don't know who to get to uh, get it back up there. I, I'm kind of concerned because... I when I, it was put, I had a new liner put into the chimney when I had the new boiler put in about seven years ago. Right. And uh, then they they put that disc thing on the top of the chimney okay. stack. Okay. And but how? Who do I get to uh, replace that? All right. Do you, um, Rita? Do you have a pen or a pencil? Yes, I do. All right. I'm going to give you the phone number for Lindemann Chimney. Lindemann. Chimney. Okay, and um, okay. you tell them I told you to call. They, this is absolutely what they can help you with. 847 847 739 739 4199 4199 Yeah. Okay. 
And do you have any idea how costly this type of thing is? Uh, so, it, do you still? So, when you say the cap, in other words, was it the protective cap that had the screen around it? it yeah, it has like a, a vent, like three yeah, layers yeah, yeah. of vent. Yeah, and then the then the pie shaped thing on top. Right, and and is it? Do you still have it, or is it gone? Yeah, no, no, I dug it out of the garden. It was it. Does, gone into my garden. Does it seem to be in decent shape? No, pretty rested. Okay. All right. So they may, I mean, you know, if they have to replace it, I mean, you know, this could be, I'm going to guess, but it, you know, depending on if they have to replace it or not, it could be 500 bucks. I mean, they got to put a ladder up mm-hmm. there, you know, they have to bring someone out, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's a lot, even even though the, the actual repair, assuming that there's no damage up top, too. That's the thing, too, right? It's hard to put a price on this. Yeah. If, if it's just that the cap blew off and the chimney's fine, then maybe they can do this for a low cost. But they, they here's what I will tell you about Lindemann Chimney uh, Heating and Cooling. They're also a heating and cooling company. They are honest people that do good work at a fair price. So they're not out there to take advantage of anybody. Okay. Right? So so you, you can, with confidence, call them and know that they'll give you a fair price to do this job. Okay. My concern is with each rain that comes, um, does rain go down into the chimney, down into my boiler? It does go down into the chimney when it rains. If there's no cap, sure. And, um, I mean, it, it can take that for a little bit, but it isn't anything that I would leave to go for long term. Yeah. Okay, so I mean, you, yeah, I you're as as I can. yeah, you're aware of the issue. Call them, have them come give you an estimate, and hopefully, you know, it's within the budget to have it done. But this is one of those things, uh, Rita, that if you don't do it, it's going to cost you a lot more down the line because the rain, uh, you know, it's probably not going into your boiler. There's probably an elbow at some point in the chimney that's catching it, but that water can start to rust and, uh, you know take apart the chimney or rather the liner that's going through the chimney and you just don't want to let that go no 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 okay all right okay the other the other question do i have time for another question sure okay i i due to many circumstances i have not been using my kitchen for a long several years okay the appliances are broken, and uh, I have to get out of here with, by way of the mover mm-hmm. because the people who sold me the house, they filled in the doorways and uh, areas that I can't get some of this big equipment out. And so I have not been using my kitchen sink. And um, I'm wondering, when I go to put the water on in the kitchen sink, when I do do that this summer, would I have to have a plumber nearby? Is the water... Did you... Did you turn anything off below, or, or or is it? No, no, no. I just haven't been using the area at all for a couple of years. Okay. Um, I mean, the, if it hasn't been used in a couple of years, you know, it's kind of a it's it may work or it may not, and having someone handy to be around would be wise. Uh, you know, if it's a plumber that you could come and have him check it all out, that would probably be wise. Mm-hmm. Or do you happen to know where the main water valve is in the house? Well, 
they showed me, but uh, if you, I can't work it. I've got two hands that are very numb. Got it. Okay. And, um, so then my recommendation yeah. to you is when you're ready to get going on that, that you have someone that knows what they're doing handy around just so you don't create any issues, you know, that if you were to open this up and something were to burst and you'd have no way to shut it down, that could cause a lot of problems too. That'd be a little bit of an investment, obviously, to have a plumber there with you, but that's mm-hmm. what I would advise you to do. Okay, good. Yeah. All right. I'll get All the right. guy who, who did my toilet work done. And, Perfect. Rita, yeah. if you have any more questions, don't hesitate to call. Happy to help you out. It's 7.31 in the morning. It's time now for WGN Radio News. Well, this is kind of a unique one, right? It's called the Bug Ball. Take a listen. party this weekend who's on the guest list nothing Al, leo little mo with the gimpy leg name that movie <laughs> who's ever on the guest list i'm sure it's safe to say those pesky flies that are everywhere right now are not on it and this week's new to too will ensure they don't crash your party. Invented in 2017, Bug Ball creates a no-deet, no-harmful chemicals, and no electric solution to fly problems. It looks kind of like a big black disco ball. So hey, it could double as some decor. The design uses the natural attraction flies have to moving black objects and catch them. Their exclusive organic sticky coat adhesive. Each ball is made from PVC, making it durable and weather-resistant with a molded loop on the top that allows you to hang it with or without a rope. The bug ball is most effective when suspended about four or five feet off the ground and is designed to work with the company's sticky coating called Ketchum that's included and that you rub all over the ball. Ketchum is odorless, has no harmful chemicals, and is safe to use around children and pets. It takes about two to three bug balls to effectively cover one acre, and they work great with greenhouses, pool areas, backyards, gardens, orchards, barns, cabins, wherever those pesky flies are bothering you most. The Bug Ball Starter Kit starts at $39.99. They also offer other kits specially designed for deer flies, gnats, and ugh, other gross insects I will spare talking about this early in the morning. Get your party started the right way. Be sure to click the subscribe button while you're there. You're itching as you're listening to yourself talking about the bug ball. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so it's a giant, it's like a beach ball, but it's like a beach ball with a little... A big bowling ball. Like a big bowling ball, but it's, you inflate it. And I was doing a little research. You know what people are doing with the bug ball, which is not going to make the bug ball people happy? They're taking the bug ball because it has a little thing to hang from it, right? And they're using STP oil treatment on it, which also attracts flies. But I don't know if that's any cheaper than the attractant that they're selling you. I think that this is amazing for people with farms and have stables. The only thing is, you know, they say four or five feet. Well, a horse is taller than four or five feet, so you got to go higher than that because you don't want the horse hitting it. But I was looking, there's a bunch of YouTube videos on it, and there's a couple farmers that are using it, and they say it works. Now, this is my only thing. When you look at the bug ball, it is loaded with flies that have gotten attracted to it. Now, flypaper, same thing, right? Same kind of thing. It's gross. What do you do? You throw it away. Well, now, what do I do to clean the bug ball of all these flies? Because I want to, you know... 
I guess if it's outside in a barn, we don't care if it's gross. You just want to keep the flies off the horse or the cow or whatever it is. But if I'm hanging it in my backyard, no one's going to want to look at that. If I hung that and my wife saw it, she's like, get that gross thing out of there. And I would say, oh, my gosh, look at all the flies that it's caught. I don't care. Get rid of them. So now you got to clean it. And I'm wondering, do you hose it off? You said that they said mineral spirits. So it must be an oil-based thing. No one's going to do that. My note to the bug ball people, Mm. no one's going to take mineral spirits and clean the ball. I like the concept. And I think there's something about the black ball that attracts the flies. That's the key. It's the key. But they also make a yellow ball, which is, I think has something to do with horse flies. Anyway. There's, yes. The bottom line is when you look at the reviews, especially from people that have stables and farms, they like it. The bug ball. So how about it? I like it. 39 bucks. Yeah. It got me thinking, we were at the beach the other day, and the flies were so bad. It was the biting flies were, we had to leave, they were so bad. Yeah. But you wouldn't take a bug ball to the beach. Well, not us, but I mean, and I guess four or five feet, it's not like, it's kind of right in the middle there, so I don't know if like a a beach wants to necessarily have I got the frisbee, Mom! Oh, I hit the bug ball! And you got the hair in the bug ball. Oh my God, you throw them in the beach, you throw them in the water. You'd be like, I'm done, I'm out. I'm out. Or, Mom, hey, look, I got a new beach ball. This thing just <laughs> rolled over to me. Oh, honey. Oh, don't touch it. It's covered in flies. Go to House Smarts. Uh, go to YouTube and go to the House Smarts <laughs> TV channel, and you can see all about the bug ball. Bottom line is it works. A little bit of work, but it works, the bug ball. 857-557-4LU. 857-557-4568. This is Bob calling in from Arlington Heights. Hi, Bob. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hey, Lou, how are you doing today? I'm doing well, sir. How may I help you? Uh, we have a dishwasher about five and a half years old, allegedly a good one, a Maytag, right? Um, have had no problems with it until suddenly it starts spewing out a, a lot of small, dark brown pieces of gunk that have been extremely hard to get off the dishes and all over the inside of the dishwasher, the cleaning arms and all that. And my wife had seen these videos on YouTube about take the arms off, take the thing out, get the filter, clean out the filter. I'm wondering if we have to do all of that. We've also been told a better way is just simply put in a dishwasher magic or finish these other dishwasher cleaner things. So if you have any advice, we'd love to hear it. On the Maytag um, unit, uh, you don't have a filter at the bottom that you take out, do you? Like regular? Well, that's a good question. The, re- the reason I say that is a lot of the European models, like the Bosch and the Miele, they actually have a screen that you physically have to take out probably once a month and clean out you know it's a it's a screen that catches out but i don't think your maytag has one that's like that i don't think so definitely none of the owner's manual doesn't have any of that in the manual mention anything about it or any reason to do that okay um what i will tell you is um you know a lot of these are made similarly uh these products so that bottom, you're probably all of your heartache 
resides in the... There's a filter at the base of this unit. That spinning arm at the bottom pops off. And then you should see like a, some type of round, um, elevated, almost looks like a little round fence type of thing that you should be able to grab with your hand and turn and unclick and pull out a filter. It's more like a screen, and it is probably okay. loaded with gunk. And if you take that over to the garbage can and dump it all out, and then if you have a a wet dry vac and um, like a little uh, bottle brush or some type of nylon brush, clean inside that hole that you took out and then suck it up with a wet dry vac, that, along with cleaning the arms, so the top arm, too, pops off. It just clicks off. And you, you, you can use a toothpick to clean out the holes and then use the, rinse it inside the sink until all the holes are open to get more action when the, so the water flows better. And then uh, replace that screen, and I, uh, the filter, rather, screen filter, uh, for say, lack of a better term, put it back in there, and I bet it'll work. Is it easy to access that screen filter thing? Yeah, I think you just have to like- you just have to lift off so the that spinning arm on the bottom should pop right off. Just put a little it, it's got clips on it. You may have to spread the clips, but it just pops off and then you'll have a hole. Next to that, you can probably access the screen without taking the arm off, but I'd clean that too. It should be round and you should just be able to grab it with your hand and turn it to the right and it should just click and then pull straight up. Okay, sounds good. We'll give it a shot, Lou, and we'll let you know how it goes. Call me back. I'm curious to see if you can get this thing fixed. I I did this recently on a couple of Frigidaire units that that I have on my rental properties, and uh, the tenants were like, it's not cleaning, and these are only a couple years old. And part of it is, is that nobody scrapes their dishes. How about we scrape the dishes, people? You don't have to wash them, but scrape them. That would be helpful. Okay? I mean... That is the I remember when what? I loaded a dishwasher at your house once. Yeah. With Quinn, your oldest son, and yeah. we literally got yelled at like we were eight-year-olds. Because we didn't scrape <laughs> we didn't the dishes rinse them properly. Right. I mean, come on. I was like, uh, 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 sorry, Mr. Manfredini. I mean, if you're my <laughs> if you're my brother-in-law, Peter, he literally washes the dishes before they go in there. Then you might as well just wash the dishes. But scraping is that so hard? A chunk of you know. Potato doesn't go in the dishwasher. 857-557-4568. This is me now stepping off of my soapbox. We'll take a quick break. Be back right after this. Ken in Montgomery. Hey, Ken, good morning. Hey, how you doing? Well. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. Yeah, I got a ranch house with uh, this fiberboard siding. I just got in. I just moved into this house like two months ago. Okay. And there's places along the side that you know, may might have been a shed or something against or up to it and in the, like the bottom four inches are like deteriorating like rotting away yeah it's like a fiberboard so it's crumbling yeah um is something like that fixable i mean it, the <clears throat> flats are seven inches exposed and looks like maybe another two inches to where the nail set is for the you know attaching them to each other the way the way the way yeah the way to fix it so that 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 cement if if it's cement and or fiberboard siding it does not really love ground contact 
and that's been it's not touching the ground. I mean, it's, it it goes down to where the it's on a crawl, so where the you know the brick crawl bricks are. I mean, it doesn't touch the ground there. I mean, it's like there's like a two foot before it hits the. But ground. But you said that there was it's something like up the bottom against, edge, like where there was something up against it. It looks like you know in one section there was okay, um, you know, and so like say the bottom like four inches are you know pretty much deteriorated. You can see like the 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 board that's behind it, you know, that's where it was attached to. How about <clears throat> how about replacing that whole piece? Because fixing it, well, I mean, yeah, that's yeah, that's the that's the question. Can I you know can you? I mean, this house was built in seventy nine, I believe, and. Is that something I can go out and get? You know those like fiberboard replacements. You can get something. Just, you can yeah. you can get something similar, but I mean it's mm-hmm. not going to be exact, and it's painted, right? It's a painted finish. Right, 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 right. right. So yeah. and the fact that it's a yeah. bottom board, the only other thing you could do is you could change the the look of it, and you could put a like a piece of trim along that bottom edge. Like made out well, of like made out of Azek, which is a PVC, which isn't going to care. But um, if it were me, I would go to a, a siding supplier, right? That um, th- that has a piece of siding. You could probably even find it in one of the big boxes. There'll be something similar, like a masonite that's still made that you could use. So I'd have to like like the uh, so you there's, would, there's fourteen. You know, flat or fourteen pieces that go across the side of the house. Okay, so like the top seven are you know okay. I mean, they're not deteriorating. No, no, no. All you're gonna so do, go down, oh, no, no, no. Listen up. You're gonna take so that bottom piece. Okay, you're gonna go up to the next horizontal line of the siding, and you're gonna carefully mm-hmm. peel that away from the the side of the house. Okay, and then you're going to you're going to remove that piece, okay? The piece is bad. The piece that's broken. You're going to sl- okay. and you're going to have to probably you know pull the nails or cut the nails, whatever, so you can slide right. that out. Now you're going to take the new piece of siding and slide it up into place, and then re-nail the uh, existing. Uh, you know, re-nail the new piece, nail the other one down, and uh, and then go from there. Thanks so much for the phone call. Uh, I'm just bumping up against time. Need to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Pretzel, we were talking about that this morning. Don wrote it down. Oh, yeah. Andy thought it was a good idea. And then I was thinking about, um, like, other kinds of fun food. Or, like, what is your thing that, like, when you just want to, like, you know, like a chili stuffed pretzel, though I've never had it, could be your kind of guilty pleasure. Oh, sure. Right? Yeah. The guiltiest. (laughs) Right? Right to the top of the list. I mean, right to the top of the list. But I'm trying to think of what would be something that, uh, you know, would be like, ooh, you're going... I'm just trying to think of, like, things I used to like. Fluffy nutter, peanut butter, and marshmallow fluff sandwich. Oh, yeah, you love that. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's a guilty pleasure for sure. fried Twinkie. Oh, yeah. Or deep fried Snickers, too. Oh, never had that. Yeah, that's another Wisconsin one. I mean, you can deep fry anything. Right, right. I'm I'm trying to remember as a kid. I can remember as a kid, we used to have Cool Whip in the house. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I... (laughs) You either like Cool Whip or you don't. And I can just remember popping it open and like looking around and then taking a spoon and just taking a little mouthful of it. Yeah. It was good. It's good stuff. I mean, back then I could do it like crazy. Now if I did it, I'd probably be like... "Mm." 
wow, that's so sweet because mm-hmm. you're right. You know, your taste changes a little bit. Yeah. I don't feel Lindsay, cool with this sweet. Well, but it has a it's cool like flavor. That. Yeah, thus sweet. Thus the term. But like even like, do would you do salt or 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 sweet, Lindsay? Like if you had to choose. Like, would you do the salt or the sweet? Don, salt or sweet? Salt. Yeah, I mean, that's a really tough choice for me. I like to combine them. I'm, I'm right now into a savory sweet. Just, uh, I'm, I'm deep down that rabbit hole. Andy, for sure. sweet or salt? Yeah, let me think. Sweet. Yeah. Let me. <laughs> just don't want to hesitate too long there. No. <laughs> what I remember, I have this vivid memory. Lindsay was pregnant with, I believe, Sadie, and we were doing something, and we went to. A restaurant, the Little Goat on Randolph. Oh yes, so and good. you are a vegetarian, but you got the chicken and waffles. Now I that's did. I remember that. That is vividly. a salty and sweet. And I, what I remember, you were pregnant, pregnant, like probably seven or eight months pregnant, and you're like, I'm getting the chicken and waffles. And then somebody came up to the table and said, Oh my gosh, you're Lou Manfred. Oh, so nice to meet you. And then I turned back, and her plate was empty. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> Those are good. Chicken and waffles are that good. That's a, that's I was a like, good it's call. so nice to meet you. I talked to her for oh, maybe gosh. 45 seconds, and I turned back like, oh, my God, did you drop your plate? <laughs> yep. That's what happened. Whoops. <laughs> and you don't want to let those sit either, you know? You want the crisp. I don't think I've crispiness. ever heard in my life. I think that's the first time, actually, and I know that's a big thing in the South. I think that's the first time I had ever seen chicken and waffles. Oh, really? That it just is not a... I, uh, and you're like, oh my god, it's so good. But I mean, then I'm thinking, well, sure, fried chicken, a waffle, mm-hmm. and syrup, and butter. Yep, yep. <laughs> and you probably yep. put salt on it. I'm sure. <laughs> Checks all the boxes, man. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah. I had a funnel cake this week, let me Ooh. tell you. that Those mm. are tasty. Very nice. There you I go. I haven't had one of those in a while. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. That one just goes right to the hips. It, no, I don't like that saying. No, I need to enjoy I, it as uh, well, it goes onto my hips. I don't. Well, just right, no, it on you my enjoy hips. it, but then what it does, it doesn't come out. It just goes. It settles right there. Oh, it was worth it. Yeah, tasty. Well, what I can remember when the kids were little, uh, and and even now as adults, it's kind of a it's a fun little thing that my kids still do. The ready whip, you know, that you shake up in the bottle with mm-hmm. the spray, and you'd have like a cake or yes. you spray. And so when I when the kids were like, oh, can you put a little more whipped cream? And then when they were little, I'm like, open your mouth. And they would turn and open your mouth and you, you know, not oh, yeah. touching the tips on the, anywhere. So, right, and then they would all line up. And now if for some reason there's ready whip, there's my 28-year-old now married son. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> some habits you just don't forget. It's ingrained. Yeah. It's ingrained. That's not a bad thing to remember not from your all. childhood, right? right. Oh, Throw some God, of that, that ready whip on a Triscuit, man. Sweet and salty. That's a pretty good Ooh. combo right there. Tom's got it all going. Don, you should be on the uh, Summerfest um, uh, brainstorming crew. Oh, right. Yes. Right? And you could just come up with all kinds of, well, why not chili and yes. uh, hot dog? You're well, that right. way we have I'm that, gonna right, s- I'm going to send a little letter up there and see if they need some, uh, <laughs> some extra researchers. <laughs> I think the only prerequisite is you have to be a Packer fan. Which you already checked that ding, box. Ding, Perfect. Right on. That's mm-hmm. me. Ding. Yeah. Somehow I don't see tri- triskets. Triskets and r- tr- on the menu at Summerfest. Triskets. Yeah. Unless it's like no, fried right. fried yeah. triskets. Yeah. Fried. Fried, unless they're well, deep fried. Well, not <laughs> until I get on that research team. Then uh, then we'll have a little change. Well, all right. Yeah. He's trying to bring triscuits. a little more healthiness to the north of the cheddar curtain. <laughs> I'll try. All right. More ideas coming your way. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Eight five seven. 
557-4568 is our phone number. Let's get back to the phone lines now, see if we can help some people out. This is Ken calling in from Montgomery. Hey, Ken, good morning. Yeah, I was talking to you earlier about the siding my house with the fiber bar. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, we had um, to go to a products, break. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So one, I was wondering, one of the products you advertise is that Rhino Shield. I was wondering, you know, to get the pieces fixed and then putting that on, is that... I'm going to make my house better as an overall, like, inflating value? Well, I'm worried about about there being rot behind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the the thing with Rhino Shield, it's not a... um, It's not an insulator, per se. It is a... Their their whole approach with their product is that it's a more permanent solution when it comes to painting. So... It's a much more flexible coating than traditional paint. And then they claim that they'll give you, I believe it's a 25-year warranty. Now, they've been around for a very long time. And so uh, the paint job, I think, is going to cost you a little bit more than if you, you know, went to a regular painter to paint your home. But most painters won't give you a 25-year warranty on their surface. And so, you know... It's a paint surface, okay? So your paint surface right. is okay. only as good as the material that's underneath it, okay? Right, and, right. That, and, and that's, and that's that, my main concern. Correct, that and that is... The deteriorating pieces need to be replaced. A hundred percent. And and even even the Rhino Shield people will say, hey, buddy, you gotta re- you got to replace all this before this can go on our... You know, our product can go on there. And so, but even then... If the siding fails, the paint will fail. I don't care whose it is. Right. Right? Okay. Yeah. So, so if I fix the boards, I mean, they, they're, they're part of their offer is to fix the boards as well. So I just, you know, fix the pieces that are deteriorating, I guess. And if then, they're you know, going to the, be painting over and the same one color. Correct. So if they're going to fix the boards and then warranty it, then it's definitely worth the investment. Again, they've been around a long time. You know, whenever you have someone claiming to give you a warranty, all I will tell you is with anybody that's going to give you a warranty, make sure you spend some time and read the fine print and ask questions so that you're covered and you're not getting bamboozled down the line. Oh, well, no, it says right here that, you know, if a spaceship lands in your backyard, we don't cover it. You know what I mean? (laughs) Something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I got you. So, I mean, so to, to... Since these boards are some of these pieces are in the middle, in the you know of the, the, the wall, you have to like release the the top one to slide up the new one underneath. Correct. Right? Correct. You know, it's like to take the nails out from underneath yeah. there, and then pull that out. Yeah. Put the new one up in there. That it, is for, there a way at that point to determine if there's any damage behind that siding? I well, mean, when it, you when is you it likely that there is. I, I mean, I can't answer so that. that but, through a whole section. I can't answer that, but when you take the siding off then you've now exposed what's behind it so if you're going to replace a board you're going to at least have a better look at what's there and then if all of a sudden um if all of a sudden you see um you know some damage then you have to address that further which may mean you have to take more siding down but uh you won't know until you take it off that's the key thanks so much for the phone call 857-557 for Lou is our phone number. It's time now to hear from Lindsay about what's new at Builder Supply Outlet. Hey, good morning, Lou. Hey, I have a uh, question about uh, paint. Uh, about eight years ago, I painted the interior of my house with some 
And on top of the line, Benjamin Moore paint. Inside, in, now, interior uh, or exterior? In, interior. Okay. Interior. And now I'm getting, uh, it looks like uh, leading. Uh, I don't have no leaks. The drywall's fine. And it looks like to me like it might be like, looks like linseed oil. Um, and it's like, you know, drippy like. And I just uh, want to know what do you think that is? Hmm. Interior what? Yeah, it, interior what room? Uh, well, in all the rooms, I have a living room and in, uh, in the hallway, um, and uh, like in the kitchen, I have one in the kitchen. It's uh, like a little bit like bleeding, and I, I'm just concerned. Is it coming from the paint? Uh, I have no leaks. The drywall's fine. Um, can you and, and, it's just, and can uh, you wipe it away? Well, I can wipe it away. It's a little bit. It feels like sticky. You know, and it's a, like a sticky substance. All right. So and tell I'm me, hold concerned. on. Hold, okay. Now, hold on a second. So you painted, you painted this yourself. That's correct. Okay. And when you prepped the walls prior to painting, what did you do? No, I just washed the walls uh, with some uh, spick and span and uh, painted it. It was good for years. And now just recently we just hmm. started having this, you know, for the past couple of years. And it's, you know, my concern is I want to repaint the walls, but I'm just wondering is it something in the paint, the pigment, um, you know, uh, just all the rooms, proactive, I guess. all the rooms that you painted were the same color, different colors, all the same brand of uh, paint. Yeah, all uh, two different colors, same brand, same top of the line. Benjamin Moore, good paint, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and there wasn't a. So, how long have you lived in the home? It's not. Was there a smoker in the house at all? Oh no, no, not at all. We've not been in this house for from a long time. 25 years and uh, we're non-smokers and that's uh yeah it is you know not a you know i guess i guess it's a concern yeah no <laughs> no know? i'm, I'm uh, just I'm, I... and i'm the reason i'm asking all these questions is this is very unlike something that would happen but the fact that it's occurring at a lot of different areas you know and if you wipe it away so you said it's sticky but if you wipe it away then it's gone and then it returns well, uh, I, I, I let it, uh, one one spot I wiped it away. So the other spot I just let it sit for a little bit. I'm going to see what, you know, I was going to call you because, uh, you know, you, the hardware experience and all the paint experience. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, I right. just didn't want to do anything, you know. No, because the reason I'm asking is, is that could this be something in the surface, in the air, um, that is attaching to the paint, okay, or is it something okay. bleeding from below? And and one more time, just so I get my story straight. You painted this how many years ago? About uh, eight years ago. Okay. And this bleeding that we're speaking of has just recently occurred? Uh, within time. Uh, like, I, I, I understand that I have a hallway that is attached to the bathroom is right there. So I could, uh, you know, and that, that area there has the most, but I think that's probably from humidity, but... In the kitchen, I have this, you know, this little two spots in the kitchen away from the stove, you know, away from any cooking, you know, anything that would, you know, any fumes. And it's just that little bit of bleeding. Stuff. Right, right. right. But w- once again, yeah. wait, wait, hold on. Once again, you painted eight years ago. When did you first start seeing this bleeding? 
two years ago? Uh, six year. months ago? Uh, about a year ago. About a year, uh, about a year ago. ago. Okay. So that yeah. makes me think that it's something on the surface, not the paint coming below. If for eight okay. years, um, you know, this was not an issue, then this is something atmospherically that's happening outside and it's attaching to the paint. What I would do as a test before you repaint it is get a simple cleaner, um, crud cutter, or gosh, you could even use the spick and span that you spoke of. If it wipes away, okay, if it wipes away, wait, if you, I don't know how, what you're planning to paint is, but if you could wait six months or even three months and see if it comes back. But if you're not seeing any, right, right. if you look, if you look at the paint itself, where you're seeing this uh, streaking, and really look closely, you know, with the naked eye or even with a magnifying glass, if you're not seeing any failure in the film, like it looks consistent, where you rolled it on, brushed it off, that that looks good, then that makes me feel like it's coming from outside and attaching to the paint. And if that's the case, and you want to repaint it, again, you're going to wash those walls. And, um, and before you paint again, I, you know, I would highly recommend you use the Benjamin Moore again. It's a, it's a good product. Um, but then we need to address what's going on. Is it the exhaust fan in the bathroom? That's not, um, you know, moving enough air when you're using it. Is it cooking grease, uh, an exhaust fan in the kitchen that's causing this, that's circulating through. You may want to think about using a a matte finish or an eggshell finish. I don't know what you used last time to um, to help you alleviate this from stuff sticking on the walls. Those things could help you with the future paint job. Right, right. Okay. And one more one more question about a, a deck. I want to I want to get a, a stain off the side of a deck. Uh, I was going to pressure wash it to see if it comes off. Um, do you suggest using paint stripper before I pressure wash or just try to pressure wash it off? Stain. And it's, it, what uh, kind of a stain? Uh, it looks like a, <clears throat> some kind of a stain. Uh, I don't know. Um, all the stain came off uh, of the the deck where you walk. You know, that, that all peeled off like nothing. But right. it's the, you know, the face, the face of the deck uh, that was, um, you know, staying on there. And I would try, pre- hit it try, with pressure pre- wash. try pressure washing it first. Okay. And then if All that right. doesn't work, use a, don't use a paint stripper, but maybe use something, um, <sighs> how big of an area? Uh, they're, they're two by 12s. I got uh, 16 by 10 or two by 12. The face, like I'll say the face of the deck, you know? Yeah. Let's I try, it. I try, over, try. I overdid it. Yeah. You could, sounds like you could park a truck on it. Maybe try something like a citrus <laughs> strip. Citrus strip is a mild stripper. Wet down the landscaping yep. first before you use it. Put that on there and then pressure wash that off after it sits there for about a half an hour. And that should do a pretty good job for you. Thanks so much for the phone call. All right. It is 831 in the morning. When we come back, um, I'm going to have a little conversation with you about America. But in particular, um, how we were founded, which I think you'll find pretty interesting more than just a pretty face here on House Smarts Radio. But first, it's time for WGN Radio News. Let's get back to the phone lines uh, this morning and talk with uh, John, who's in Twin Lakes. Hey, John, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Morning, Lou. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. I have a couple of water questions. I have in my home 
I have only one spigot and it's out the back of the house. I would like to run one to the front of the house. And my question is, is there like a compression fitting like a saddle or something, or do I have to cut into the copper, the existing copper line? You have a basement or crawl space? Basement, full basement. Okay, and you and and is there any kind of copper at the front of the house where you want to put that spigot? No, there's nothing. It all runs along the backside of the house. Hmm. Um. So there is a. You don't want to. No, no, no. I'm just. I'm just. Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to think. So here's the thing. There is a a line of copper fittings. It's not compression. Well, it is compression. It's called Shark Bite. Now. Shark. Yeah, and so if you can imagine a T, okay, yep. you would have to shut the main water off, and mm-hmm. you would you would cut through the copper where you were going to put this T, but you would need the ability to spread the copper a little bit, okay? So if okay. the T is, you know, I don't know, two and a half inches long... You need uh-huh. to you need to have the ability to so for instance where that spigot sticks out of the back of the house okay that's a copper line going out there yes okay could you put the T somewhere around there in the basement um well I would I, I I'm not home right now I would have to look at that I don't think so um the, the the copper lines run like north and south and then the spigot goes out to the east uh you know so it tees there's a t coming off the main line that goes to that spigot i would just oh, like okay all right all right so okay so that t that comes off that goes to the spigot right if you loosen yeah. up a couple of the straps that are holding the pipe that heads off to the spigot and i can put a t over there somewhere yeah okay so the way these work these way these shark bites work is you cut the copper you there's a there's a nut and you slide this on and it's got these pins in it like a shark once you put it on you can't take it off and then you tighten and you tighten the nut and there. When they first came out with these things, they've been out for a long time. I was like, ah, I don't know, I don't know. But now, even some municipalities are allowing them from a code perspective, and you don't have to sweat any okay. copper piping. And so then from there, yeah. now you have a T, you stick another piece of copper in, 10 foot, whatever it is, um, and yep. go out and put your spigot where you want to be. And they make couplings, and they make 90s. They are not inexpensive. But if you've never sweat copper pipe before, it's a terrific solution that, quite frankly, is permanent. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get around because uh, I'm a 150 uh, operating engineer. I don't, I don't, I don't do copper. Under, <laughs> I under, I understand. Um, you're, uh, you're, we're, you're calling from Twin Lakes, so you know either the Ace or the Home Depot or somebody like that, Menards. We'll carry these in stock. 
Okay, cool. Yeah, there's an ace right in town. Perfect. All right, thank you. Be well. Appreciate you calling this morning. Uh, 857-557-4LU. Let's get one more call in here uh, before we have to take our break. This is Larry in Rockford. Hey, Larry, good morning. Hey, thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. I was wondering, about seven years ago, I stained my uh, sidewalk. It looked really, really good. And then my wife got very ill, and I had to put salt down on the sidewalk, and it kind of started eating that, that stain up and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering... And I've been scraping it off the best that I can. Is there a way to remove that? So the the so the stain now because of the salt has come off, and you see the exposed um, you see the exposed uh, concrete. Yes, it, it bubbled up and stuff, and Got then it. I started scraping it off. Not all of it came off, but right. Otherwise, I was just going to try to get it the best I can, and then restain it again. Why don't you? How how big of an area? So the sidewalks like. Three feet wide and how long? Probably about um, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven squares. Okay, so I probably know, probably five feet. Yeah, probably five feet a piece or so. But anyway, yeah. why don't you try this? Um, there is a paint and stain remover that might be difficult for you to find, but it would be a good one to try. Called Dumond. D U M O N D. Can you spell that again, please? Sure. Uh, what's the word that has all the vowels in it? What's the word? Facetious. Facetious. It's not facetious. Dumond. D-U-M-O-N-D. Okay. And it kind of looks like hand cream, and you're going to apply it to the concrete. Let's try it in one section and see how it works. Follow the instructions and see if it loosens up that stain for you and... I'll tell you, a pressure washer on the backside of using that stripper might make really good sense to quicken it up a little bit. No, we tried that, and it's just eating up my cement. Now, now I got little debits in yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just making a mess. Yeah, try the Dumont then, and use a maybe use a um, a wire brush after that. So just get online and see who sells it. You guys don't Ace doesn't sell stuff like that. No, they they it's it they may, but it's not a it's not a warehouse item. So if you uh, Lindsay, can you can you see if there's a website for Dumond uh, stripper? Keep listening, and I'll give that information out. Okay. Oh, okay. Thank you, Lou. Thanks, Bud. Appreciate you calling this morning. It's eight fifty seven in the. Oh, what is it? Dumondglobal.com. D u m o n d. Global.com. DumondGlobal.com. 8.58 in the morning. We'll take a quick break and be right back. When Britney then, you know, lip-synced all of her songs uh, on concert. I'm like, well, but wasn't it her singing? Yeah, that's a difference. Right? And and then she's like, and remember when Beyonce was not pregnant? I'm like, you're like going, what rabbit hole are you going down? <laughs> it's too deep. Anybody else remember what? Remember that whole thing? Beyonce non-pregnancy? The- <laughs> What when she, they were like faking the baby bunk that she was actually having somebody else carry the child, but she pretended like she was. Whoa! Never mind. No, I don't remember yeah, that. Notice they, Don and I. There's and a video, people. Yeah, a this fake is video X-Files stuff. Right, that's X Files. Right. Truth I've is, I've got is a it? whole slew of them. Oh, my. <laughs> I believe it. How mad were Millie Vanilli? Were they Jamine Ramsey? Were they Jamine Ramsey's? No, actually, they were not Katie brothers. Perry. No, they were. Uh, <laughs> they were not related. They were not related. They no. kind of looked like they were. It was Robin Fab? Come on. 
Andy played a lot of Millie Vanilli. I certainly <laughs> did. Enough to get in your favorites. Girl, you know it's true. Yeah. Blame oh, it on the rain. Oh, my God. And did we ever find out who the people were that sang? Yeah, I think they did. Uh, I don't remember their names as well as I know Robin Fab. I don't know how anybody could get away with anything like that now with the way social media and everybody po- I mean, you could never do it. Yeah. Totally. We no all- way. Yeah, my radio station that I was working at uh, down in Peoria, we actually uh, kind of sponsored the concert when they came to town. And I actually had to go. And you could tell. I mean, you could really tell. Hmm. That they weren't singing. That they weren't singing at all. Oh, a little off, off schedule. A little well, off it was a little beat. off schedule. And then, you know, then all of a sudden they would say, you know, you, you shout the name of the city, right? And then the mic would pop on, you know, and it'd be like, hey, Peoria. <laughs> Totally, so, I get yeah. that. Yeah, that, that was sounds pretty funny. <laughs> that was pretty bad. Oh, that's too bad. So you know, back in the day, uh, I was a I, I was a singer and a dancer at Great America. Did you know that? I Whoa. did not know that. In the Yukon mm-hmm. territory, or where? A little, uh, a little, uh, a little peel back of the uh, Mister Fix It thing. When I was nineteen years old, I Song was at Millican University. Man. Yes, I was. I sang in a country show. Oh, nice! Right at uh, Great America, we did five shows a day in disgustingly wow. wet sweaty costumes <laughs> that it was is unbelievable a workload man oh my gosh it was crazy but there was a live band on stage okay so All there right. was the guitar players and drummers or whatever but there was also a track that you sang to so okay. it was like a we all sang live but there were backups so there were uh, or three okay. guys three girls and then it sounded like, and it was, you know, the show was always 42 minutes, right? Because yeah. <laughs> you hit play and you had to keep up type of thing. Right. And everybody's like, wow, they sound amazing. Well, that's because we had like a choir behind us. But <laughs> we but we actually sang the leads, you know, live. Yeah, sort of like and, karaoke, uh, right? It was, yeah, I'm trying yeah, to think. Kind of like there, background vocals or recordings. Was there karaoke in 1984? Three mm-hmm. already? Maybe probably if, not. Uh, yeah. Maybe some privately yeah. owned single right. single places. Yes, because <laughs> I remember in Japan. Yeah. At Great right? Didn't it start in Japan? Yeah, well, it had yeah, to start in Japan. I believe right? so. Yeah, or Korea maybe, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, or Korea, right, right. At Great America, I would always go into that. They had like a studio there where you could go. I mean, it was like twenty dollars, and you could go record yourself singing oh, one yeah. song to a backup. Do you remember that? I do. I don't. I worked wow. there. I was like hating it. I didn't hate it, but I loved it. Actually, I loved it. And we would go cash our checks at a Thillins truck every Friday. Oh, nice. Thillins. They would pull a Thillins truck in there. Nice. Right? Had no bank account. It was crazy. It was great. Yeah, that's good stuff. That first uh, job paycheck is sweet. It was fun. <laughs> Girl, you know it's true. Eight five seven five five seven four Lou. Eight five seven five five seven four five six eight. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines and see if we can help some people out. This is uh, Robert calling in from uh, Orland Park. Hey, Robert, good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Good morning, Lou. Thanks for taking my call. How may I help you, sir? Yes, we got a siding project, dormers, in a condominium complex here, and we don't know whether to use vinyl or LP. <sighs> so the thing with the LP is... Um, it's a painted surface, right? Right. And um, so it looks beautiful, and um, but you're going to repaint it, and uh, probably at least in 15 years. Okay. And that'll probably cost you 
you know, the condo association, you know, a pretty penny to do that. And there'll probably be some replacement here or there that has to occur. If I were doing a condo building, I would probably do a higher level, a little bit thicker mill on the um, siding for a commercial property like that and pay up for that as opposed to um, doing an LP. What, uh, what gauge would you, uh, would oh, you say? Is um, I mean, so I'm trying to think of the mill uh, uh, thickness uh, that is out there for vinyl siding. It, it varies. Um, I think it's, I want to say that uh, it's 20, like a 40, like the builder's grade, what they call, is like a 40 millimeter. Residential, decent is is thicker, like a 50 mil, if you can find that, would be a better, it, you know, it doesn't take much, right, um, as right. far in the, in the thicknesses, but, um, you know, the 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 thicknesses is well i'm trying to think it's anywhere from 20 to 40 um uh on the on the numbers actually i'm, I'm i've got that backwards the lower number is thicker i'm, I'm thinking about the this lower and, number right thicker? because it's like it's like um you know it's like it's like visqueen when you buy visqueen right so six okay. mil is thicker than eight mil right and so the lower number uh, is the thicker one. A 35 mil is one of the most durable panel you can get it there, almost like a quarter okay. of an inch. So maybe look for that when they're quoting it. Okay. And it'll cost you more because the material's thicker. Um, but um, but well, the it, LP is more expensive than the vinyl anyway. So it is. This could be a and it's then, right? and it's a painted surface, right? So. Even though you would get the, you know, if you got the factory finish and they're like, oh, well, you know, here's the thing. LP does this and so does uh, uh, Hardy. You know, you can get the factory finish. They'll give you a 15-year warranty on that finish. But it's prorated, right? So I I don't know the, the exact details of the warranty and the fine print, but they're like, oh, yeah, well, here's the paint. Have someone paint it. We'll pay for the paint type of deal. So you're like, well, that doesn't help us. With the vinyl siding, you know, um, you know, if you want to hedge your bet, when you have the siding done, have them, you know, buy a couple extra boxes. Not that you guys probably have a lot of storage space, but if you hang on to a couple boxes, just so that if stuff breaks and they can't come, well, you know, we can't match that anymore, you know, or make sure you choose a color that's not, you know, that's a little bit more. Uh, consistent this this okay. this just right, in, Louis, th- thanks th- very much. wait this just in from bill Con- information here. this just in from bill conforti at cobblestone remodeling they do a lot of exterior remodeling you could get them to quote this project uh an 046 is an excellent panel from a thickness so 046, 046 is what you're looking for okay all right um yeah if you want to give me cobblestone's number I just seven seven three. Maybe I give them a call and um, ready? compare their price to ready? to uh, another quote that I have. You ready? I'll give it to you. Yes, sir. Seven seven three. Oh, now I'm blanking on it. Seven seven three. The first three numbers oh six oh six. Hold on, I'm going to get it for you. Seven seven three. I'm looking for it. 
I know it's here somewhere. 761-0606. Is that right? 773-761-0606. I think I'm right. No. 773-661. There's a lot of numbers I got to remember. 773-661-0606. What's the word that has all the vowels in order? Facetious. Thank you for calling. 9.20 in the morning. We'll take a quick break and be back right after this. Hi, a couple of questions. A couple, three weeks ago, you were talking about cleaning the toilet bowl and getting that material called Wix, Winks or something like that. Wink, yep. Yeah, that didn't work. I have used what you call as muretic acid. It's basically a built-up of the hard water. Right. And I can't get it. Muriatic acid, you can't get it? No, in the, in the toilet bowl. Wait, okay. Muriatic so, acid won't work. Okay, so you have a line in the toilet that you cannot eliminate. You tried wink, and it did not work. Right. Right. Nothing else... tried muriatic acid. Nothing else muriatic will... Muriatic acid, which is even... Strong. Nothing else will work. So what's happened is... Nothing else... No, that is the harshest chemical you could possibly use. And, you know, with the wink, when I give that advice, that, um, you know, if that doesn't get rid of the stain, nothing else will work because there's really nothing stronger than that, you know, legally that you can buy. And at that point, my guess is whatever has stained it, the finish has come off the porcelain and it's embedded in the actual china and you'll scrub until the day is long. And so you can either replace the toilet bowl or, you know, there are finishes and paints you can paint over it, but by the time you do that, you'd be better off just replacing the toilet bowl and or toilet all by itself. Okay. Well, this is is a one-piece from Kohler costing $1,500. Well, um. So, then if you, you want know, to if you want to keep the one piece, you know, if that's critical to you, then you may want to yeah. shut the water off, clean all the water out of there, okay? And yeah. then on that bowl portion of it, use a porcelain paint and paint the entire inside of the bowl carefully. It's not going to last forever. And if you, you know, you can't scrub like crazy when you're going to clean the toilet, but it will improve the look of it. And the fact that with the bowl, you know, you have a lip underneath there, so you just kind of paint underneath there. Rust-Oleum makes a bath and shower paint that would work. Again, not a forever fix, but it uh, it will improve the look of it for sure. Give that a try. Thanks so much for the phone call. 857-557-4LU. This is Diana in Bloomingdale. Hi, Diana. You're on Housemarts Radio. Hi, Lou. Uh, I have a question. I wondered if you could suggest one or two companies to get an estimate to install a round handrail to the wall. I've got like uh, 15 stairs to go up, and the only handrail is the big like banister on the left-hand side, and i got a blank wall, and I'd like to have a round handrail that you could hold on to easier. Is this inside or outside? Uh, inside. Um, yeah, you know who uh, would be able to help you with that is Access. Oh, okay. 
Okay, I heard I heard your information earlier. I thought there was more sterilifts and things like that. Well, they do, but they also help you with um, things like handrails and, uh, you know, I mean, they're, you know, what they claim, their claim to fame is that they'll help you with stair lifts and elevators, but they'll also help you provide, you know, the independence that you need if, if you need help with that. I have their phone number if you want it. Okay, great. 844-IL-LIFTS, uh-huh. L-I-F-T. Okay. Great. And if you call okay, them, I'll uh, give them a call. Yeah, give them a, they should be able to help you with that uh, for sure. I appreciate you calling this okay. morning. Uh, you know, putting on a handrail, something like that, you know, it's all, it's really good to help you stay in your house and, uh, you know, provide the, you know, the mobility help for a lot of us that we need. And, and, and I think, you know, when it comes to designing, you know, there's this concept that's gone architects have used it for years called universal design and you know if you're doing any kind of work in particular for a lot of baby boomers that are maybe doing remodeling and whatnot you know make sure you talk to your architect about that term universal design and that has it it isn't necessarily you need to make the house handicap accessible you know if you don't need it now but it's a simple thing like making the door to the bedroom three feet wide just in case uh, making sure that there's extra handrails going instead of a knob to a handle on a door. Um, even simple things like rocker switches, decora style, as opposed to regular switches, where you can bump up against it instead of having to lift up on it, can make your life a lot easier. These are all concepts within the universal design, you know, flat floors, no thresholds, all those types of things that visually you wouldn't know anybody walking into the house that it's there. But if you ever need it and then you call somebody like Access to do even more, it's going to make their life so much more easier, cost you less to add those elements that you may need, and you're going to be able to live and stay put in your house longer because you made these decisions early on. Okay. We're going to do, are we going to do our Just Text Me segment coming up? And do we want, do we need to give away that, uh, that uh, we have a one of those uh, hundred dollar gift cards to the Barbecue Authority in Lyle. Visit bbqauthority.com to shop and learn more. So how about this? The seventh texter to eight five seven five five seven four Lou eight five seven five five seven four five six eight will win that hundred dollar gift card to bbqauthority.com, and then we'll answer some of your text messages coming up. Right now it's nine thirty in the morning. Time now for WGN Radio News. Just Text Me is sponsored by Sealed for Heroes Contest. You can learn more at sealed.com slash hero. They're our new sponsor of our Just Text Me segment, which we get text messages at 857-557-4LU, 857-557-4568. Do you have some uh, text messages that we can answer this morning? I do. Uh, Lou, my garage floor is pretty baldy spalded. Mm -hmm. Did I say that right? Yep. Thank you. How should I repair? All the vowels in that word. (laughs) (laughs) Looks like it. How should I repair? And what is your opinion on epoxy sealing, or should I just do a rollover vinyl? Um, you know the thing is with the spalding is it, it basically it pops up, it blisters, and you can use a thin patching concrete over the top of it, sacrete. And quick crete both make one. 
to be very deliberate about that. And um, But when you do it, you'll see the patch marks. You'll see the pock marks over the top of it. You would do that anyway if you were going to do an epoxy do-it-yourself coating over the top, just so you'd get some nice, smooth consistency with the epoxy coating. The, the thing I will tell you, with epoxy coatings um, that you do yourself, they're not forever. They will lift, and you'll probably even get three to four, maybe five years because of where we live, and you'll have to redo it again. The vinyl overlay floor, um, they look really nice. Um, the folks at WeatherTech make a version of it with their click together. It has, it almost has, it's got holes in it. You know, it's kind of a wafer look. So the water flows through. Then you wouldn't have to patch anything. You're going to spend more on it. But when you do it the right way, I think they're slick looking. And then you just hose it off, broom it off. If you ever get dirt trapped in there, you can lift it off and hose it off as well. So if your budget allows, one of those floors would work pretty well also. Great. Next question. I have been trying to remove a foam-backed carpet from a hardwood floor. Some foam is not sticking to the floor, and nothing will get the backing off, not even steam. Mm, Yeah, it's not easy. What I would probably do, the steam is a good idea, but you're going to you're going to just have to get down on your hands and knees and scrape away um you know a a, a flat bladed um hoe which instead of bent it's flat and it's straight you could use to scrape up so you're not on your hands and knees as much but you will gouge the floor the other thing is if you're going to sand the floor eventually or have someone professionally sand it they would come in with a very aggressive sandpaper and literally just sand it all off. If you've got this really tenacious sticking foam, then that's going to be a problem, and uh, you're just going to have to sand the floor anyway. So I would just do that to remove it, and then the floor will look good, and the foam will be gone, and and you're not down on your hands and knees scrubbing like crazy. How about one more uh, text message? Okay, this is just a cute one. Okay. Can I just say I really Cute is good. Lou, when my granddaughter was little, I used to give her ready whip, like you were talking about earlier, uh, in, in her mouth. When she would want more, I would say, no, 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 only one time. After that, it always became one time to all the kids. So they would go out for ice cream and they would say, I want one time on my ice cream. <laughs> That's good. So cute. That is so cute. Right. And when that, we used it. to tell the ice cream truck only on Thursdays. Like we would say, no, because it would come by every day in the summer when the kids were little, only on Thursdays. And then we used to say, oh, no, you, you hear the song? That means they're out of ice cream. Oh, a trickster. Yeah. That's our Just Text Me segment <laughs> so sponsored cute. by Sealed for Heroes contest. Go to sealed.com slash hero. I'm so excited that we got our Just Text Me segment sponsored. 857-5574-LOU. 857 857- Five five seven four five six eight. All right. Well, let's see what happens. Uh, this is Don. Oh, let's go one more try here. Hold on a second. Don't go anywhere, Don. This is Don calling in from Palatine. Hey, Don. Good morning. You're on House Smarts Radio. Yeah. Who is Lou? It is. How are you, Don? How may I help you? Yeah. Um, let me see if I can make sense. Um, I live in a ranch, in the in the bathroom upstairs. I put uh, the lining around. I took the tile and I put one of those 
plastic linings. Okay. And uh, I detect, or how can, would I know if there's mold back here? Because there's a window that I blocked with that vinyl. You took the vinyl right over the top of the window, like you just covered the window completely? Yes. Okay, and and I'm, I'm so it's a ranch house. Can you see inside of the window? No, I can't see nothing. Okay, and are you smelling mold or mildew in the shower? Is that why? Well, no, because I don't I don't know too much about mold. No, I don't smell nothing. But I I just wanted to know what what's the best way to see if there's a mold back in there? Because I know one time the window was. Wasn't they put the window in, but they never did uh, put it in the right place. I see. So I've been thinking maybe water has been going in there. But the wind on the outside of the out, outside of where this is, Don, is the window still there? or Did it get boarded up? No, no, the window outside is is uh, it's the way it is. Yeah. It's not boarded enough. So when I'm on the outside of your house and I look at the side of the house, I see a window, but but I cannot see through the window because the vinyl surround is covering that window. Yes. Okay. Um, well, I mean, quite frankly, the only way you're going to know if there's mold or mildew is to either take down the panel that you put up or remove the window from the outside and inspect it from there and then you know, frame in and fill in that opening, say, with a piece of exterior plywood like T111 and then paint it to match whatever the exterior of the home is. But that's a lot of work. Are you noticing any water leaking anywhere? Do you see any mildew or mold where the uh, acrylic meets the, the power line at the base? My daughter, my daughter says when she sometimes she pounds on a on a on a plastic thing on a wall, and like a black spots come out of there. I see. Yeah, you did the acrylic liner yourself. No, no, I had somebody else did it. How so, long? How long ago? Uh, at least eight or nine years ago. Okay. So your two choices are either to take down the acrylic that's there or open up that window and see from there. Mm-hmm. I know those aren't well, I know okay, yeah. I know those aren't two good choices, but that's the only way that you're going to know what's going on. Uh, Don, thanks so much for the phone call. Appreciate it. I'm bumping up against time. 9:47 in the morning, Lou Manfredini House Smarts Radio. We'll take a quick break and be right back. WGN. Yeah, I got a question. What are you driving on your summer road trip? Start with a lot of room for the whole crew, tents and bikes, and don't forget the family dog. You know, gas prices are sky high. The Chevy Equinox will go the distance with outstanding mileage, saving you lots of money at the pump. Extra cash you can spend at your favorite music festival or on the world's biggest roller coaster. Chevy Equinox comes with... A Wi-Fi hotspot keeping you connected 24-7. Throw in Apple CarPlay and Android Auto, and you're streaming everyone's favorite music for a ride. Right now, get 0% APR financing or... 
$1,250 cash allowance on a Chevy Equinox. It's your choice. Own it. Not ready for a new Chevy? Then get road trip ready with a service checkup at your local Chevy dealer. They'll save you time and money and get the job done right the first time. Go to ChevyDriveChicago.com. Chevy Equinox. Perfect for off-road adventures to places you've never been. On the road or off, Chevy will get you where you want to go. Let's go back to the phone lines here and talk with Yvonne, who is in Northbrook. Hi, Yvonne. You're on House Smarts Radio. Hi. Hi. I have called Roger's Roofing, which you you advertise. I've had a problem with this roof for over a year now. Could could you look at the estimate? Could I pay you and see if it's necessary? I've had so many estimates and so many different. Well, you can't you can't you can't pay me, but I'm happy to look at the estimate. So how about we do this? Really? Sure. Uh, I will give you. Uh, first of all, um, I will tell you that you know one of the things on WGN Radio, and in particular when it comes to my show. One of the first things that I talk with with new sponsors who, you know, want to come on the show and reach the audience that, you know, listens to my show every week is I say, look, I want you to do a really good job for our listeners and make sure you pay them uh, respect and then you charge them a fair price. Because if you don't do a good job, they're going to call me and I'm going to let them talk about what's going on. So it's not that I'm creating this vetted group. It's not that contractors or or vendors or people that advertise don't make mistakes because people do but i can tell you with when it comes to you know exterior companies that i'm very aware of and have gotten great feedback from rogers roofing is one of them so is so is lindholm roofing so is cobblestone remodeling right so all of all of the the last one you said cobblestone remodeling cobblestone so they all do a really nice job and will will treat you correctly and give you a fair price. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to put you on hold, and then Lindsay's going to figure out a way so you can get that estimate to me and get you your number, and I'll take a look Wonderful. at it, and I'm happy to look at it and give you back. But you're not, pay- but you're not paying me, so don't go anywhere. I'm gonna I'm gonna park her on that line. You got her, Lindsay? She's right there. So I will find her. Yes. We'll get that information and figure out how we can do that, and I'll take a look at it for you. But I'm serious about that for you, the listener, right? Um, You know, a lot of people want to, I am very fortunate. I've been doing this for a very long time and we like to have some fun, but I do take the advice that I give you very seriously. And if I give you the name of a company, I want them to do a good job. Now I'm a former contractor too. You don't make everybody happy. There are some people say that SOB you sent me did whatever people make mistakes, but how I define a company that does a really good job is when there's a mistake they stand behind it and get it done. And that's true of anybody that you hear on this show. Because I'm going to be your advocate. And, uh, you know, if you've ever had a dog that likes to pull on that rag, you know, and you shake the rag and they won't let go of that rag, I'm the dog that won't let go of the rag. I'm going to be in your corner to figure out how to help you at every step of the way when it comes to getting your house in the best shape it possibly can be. That, I promise you, as long as I'm talking on the radio, you'll get from me. House Smarts Radio with me, Lou Manfredini, 857 We'll take a quick break and be back right after this.